jump in the water because Billy Bob told you to. It's time for Pod Cusack. It's Pod Cusack, baby. It's Pod Cusack, baby. Hey, everybody. It's time for Pod Cusack. Welcome back, Cusack Nation. Guys, I got a real fucking treat for you today. The Dream Team, back again. The cast of the original Pod Cusack. We got Colby Smith. Hey, everybody. Good to be back. We got MK Doherty. Hello. And we got your boy, me. (laughs) (laughs) And we are talking about a movie that can only be described as Pushing Tin because that is the name of the movie. Um, because you both have been on numerous times, we don't need to get your thoughts on John Cusack. Let's just get into pushing tin itself right away. First off the bat, the stats, Rotten Tomato score, 48%. Mm. Rotten. Yeah. It's a rot. Officially, it's rotten. Yeah. On the binary, it's a zero. Yeah. And (laughs) the, um, and the audience score even less, 42%. Oof. That makes sense. The critics like this one more than the audience. Yeah, Just a and they little didn't bit even more. like it. <laughs> the audience at the time wasn't so adoring either. Uh, on a budget of thirty-three million dollars, this made eight million dollars at the box office. It is a uh, it's a flop. Man, yeah. I can't believe the American public didn't want to watch a movie about a bunch of philandering air traffic controllers for two hours. <laughs> two plus. Two plus. Two plus. <laughs> a movie that has no business being above ninety minutes. Longer than Fargo. <laughs> Yeah, it does not pass the Fargo test. Um, the Cusack number is one that probably hurt it at the box office, I would say. You put Joan in this movie, you put Dick or Anne in this movie, you know, you maybe you get more butts in your in your seats. Broad strokes, we're talking about Pushing Tin, 1999. It is a movie about two hotshot air traffic controllers played by John Cusack, our boy, and Billy Bob Thornton. And they're, you know, like Colby intimated up top, they're philandering ways. Their respective wives are played by a very young Angelina Jolie and a very British Kate Blanchett. Oh, is she Australian? She's Australian, yeah. Oh, my God. It's even more impressive when That's one of those good of an actor backwoods she is. freaks makes it to Hollywood. <laughs> Let's get into this. Um, so the movie opens... And you know you're in for a fun time because the font is is it there's just these horrible green screen planes flying across the screen and and the font is very cool. It's, yes. it's a very hip 90s font. Yeah. I would also say the intro music was a very hip pure mood synth driven. Mm-hmm. Very go go go. This movie was going to be busy. Yeah, this movie was busy but also you were going to, you know, you're gonna feel pure pure moods. Yeah. <laughs> pure mood of boredom. No. <laughs> no, the movie's great. All right. Well, let's let's talk generally before we get too deep in the plot. Did we like this movie? Colby, you said you you sort of dug it. I I you know, do I think it was very good? I I, I mean, of course not. I mean, there's there it's just it's kind of just like harmless. It, it, I wasn't I'm not I can't even say fun. It's not even really fun. <laughs> uh but I, I think there are things to like about it, but I think they all have to do with the screenplay. Can I get into some plot details right away, or should we wait to, to no, go you through? No, you can get into them. Okay, so the screenplay was written by Glenn and Les Charles, who created Cheers and I think had a hand in Taxi as well, two of like the biggest TV comedies ever. And it's like a well-constructed 
There are mo- there are specific moments we could maybe call out later as we go through the plot, but there are like some well constructed moments in it. There aren't really jokes per se. There are just kind of like moments that hit comedically, mm-hmm. um, and then it kind of falters at the end and has no idea what it wants to like say or like mm-hmm. leave people with. Yeah. Uh, but in general, it's all. I I really just spent the first hour appreciating these moments that I mentioned, but also being like. Truly, not to steal the name of another podcast, but how did this get made? <laughs> Very strange. It's well, just, just like there's nothing to it. There's just nothing. Well, it, it is based off a New York Times article about real life air traffic controllers, which I got to say is open in my tabs, um, but I did not read. <laughs> um, I did read some of you it. You read it? Yeah. What, not what? all of it. It was really boring. What what Which is while the you were theme. reading it, where you were like, "Oh, this is a movie." <laughs> no, not at all. No, 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 no. But I did think that she was uh, the author Darcy Frey was um, making out the characters uh, that she was writing about to be like really big bravado, like jumping off the page. So I think she was like focusing on like how outrageous they were, which did translate to the movie. I See, think. that I mean, is interesting. Were, certainly, that's like the only thing. Yeah, exactly. That I really got from these guys is they are insane. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, <laughs> but not earned at all. And like, like unearned humor and insanity. They are air traffic controllers. So this movie takes place. So th- this is what I got from the movie. There are the air traffic controllers at the airports. Those are the guys in the tower that you see. They're guiding like the planes from like who have already started to descend to the like the runway. But in, in somewhere on Long Island, there's a huge tower where that's where the main controlling gets done. The guys who um, you know are at the actual airports themselves like only do the last little bit but the the guys who get them all all these planes in order of how they're going to land basically in line to land that all happens for all three New York airports LaGuardia JFK Newark that all happens at this one big center in Long Island mm-hmm. and if you're out there hearing this and being like there's a movie here <laughs> Well, then you're right. You're not the only one. You're the Charles luck. brothers thought the same thing. <laughs> you're right. There is a movie here. It's so crazy to me that you said they're sitcom writers because the good version of this movie, I think, is almost nothing like a sitcom because the main tension of this movie is the competition between the hotshot air traffic controller who's been there a while, John Cusack. Everyone respects him. He's the best in the biz. He's the most popular boy at school. And then the new kid comes in. That's Billy Bob. And he's just this laconic, southern draw, cowboy, Billy Bob kind of guy who's just really cool. And he, and then the whole whole the whole tension in the movie is, is their sort of butting heads right. and, and their competition with each other. And I think the good version of this movie would be like really, really dark, would have a plane yes. actually crashing yeah. and it is about the like these men you know it's about the the crisis of masculinity between these two men and they can't get over their alpha competition yeah. and that results in them ruining their lives and killing a bunch yeah, of people. Yeah, like the crushing ego of yes. it all in this scenario would like, be great to view from the outside. It's funny you mention that because like um, the thing I was thinking about most when the movie ended was just like the just brutal dark center of the entire movie, which is just like taking this guy, John Cusack. He's not a great guy. He's certainly not a bad guy. He's well-liked. He like has this little family. He has this job that he's good at and just 
proving to him over and over that there is someone out there who's just a little better than him at everything. And it's just so cruel. It's just like you just punish this average man it's for like two election. hours yes it totally is like yeah. election and it, uh maybe not as effective in its in its, yeah. in its message but uh and if it but if it had the the mean spiritedness of election yeah. it would have been a better movie yeah D- definitely but i think like the bravado of like um what's that movie with tom cruise flying the planes uh, Top Gun, yeah. Top Gun style bravado. Clearly, there's a lot of like references, visual references to Top Gun in the movie, like yeah, slow mo walking with sunglasses and all. Yes, that. yes. But then to have something where it's like, and the main character who's the hotshot, who you're just watching him destroy his own life, like the entire time. Mm-hmm. How I would have ended the movie. I know we're getting way too far ahead, but I would have had. Cusack and Billy Bob doing one of their dick swinging contests in there and Cusack has already made up with his wife but because of his dick swinging competition he causes a plane to crash and that's his wife's plane. Yes. That's how I, that's how I <laughs> yes. would <finish> it. <laughs> Yes. I think that that is the that would be the only redeeming thing is if everyone died. <laughs> yes. That's All the right. Sergio Leone version <laughs> of the- All right. Well, we'll get into this stuff more but like we we let's talk about the actual movie and not just my better version um yeah so like it's we the opening scene is we sort of just meet a lot of our main characters and our supporting characters we meet john cusack we meet all these air traffic controllers and they all behave like they're jacked up on cocaine and i think the movie's trying to say and there should have been enough there should have been a scene where they're doing drugs but the movie's i guess trying to say like these guys are like adrenaline junkies they're crazy they love having all this power and all these lives in their hands it's interesting to me that that came from the article that it was like that these guys really are like hot shot full of themselves dudes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because my overwhelming thought whenever, because like there's this opening sequence where John Cusack is like talking a mile a minute and he's like directing all these planes in this really skillful way that culminates in him and his buddies leaving first thing in the morning after working this long night shift and the slow-mo putting his sunglasses on like dramatic music is playing it's 1999 folks um uh and i my first thought was does this guy really exist and apparently he does oh yeah well can i can i read you the description of john cusack's character from the write-up no Okay. Yes, please, please do. Um, this is how they describe him. His name is Zacchio in the article, but um, it's darkly handsome, powerfully built, with combed back hair in the style of the Fonz. <laughs> and I'm sorry, what? I mean, I get it. Well cast, if yeah, that's well where cast. they're going for. I wouldn't call Cusack powerfully built. That's but yeah, true. That's I don't even know like, what that well, means. Well cast, like a linebacker, a good truck. <laughs> a good um, truck. <laughs> Built like a Ford Bronco. <laughs> I, I can't believe that there wasn't a scene of people doing cocaine because they emerge in the morning. It's like the sun yeah. has just come up and it's like they're leaving the, cl- you know, Studio 54 at 5 a.m. or something. And then they all go to this diner where they just all behave horrendously at this diner. Cusack yeah. tries to impress the server by showing her how much better at her job than she is there is a weird thing in 90s movies about being rude to waitstaff i think i'm like thinking of reservoir like it's more of like a discussion in reservoir dogs but i feel like it's come up in other cusack movies from this period that we've watched 
where it's just like part of being like a wise ass like smart aleck character is like insulting someone who works at the grocery yeah, store like, like yeah oh, you've sweetie, got mail I'll show you how it's done yeah remember yeah. you've got mail oh, swipe, yes. swipe swipe yes yes swipe, swipe, swipe. i think so something we've talked about on this podcast the three of us has been like cusack as a representative of 90s masculinity specifically like he's the intellectual antithesis to like the sylvester stallone arnold schwarzenegger 80s guy he's like intellectual but i think part of that and it was like before I think part of that in the 90s was you could only show your intellectual superiority by putting other people down and like yeah. who can you put down in a movie easier with like less stakes than mm-hmm. yeah. the service industry. Yeah. yeah, it's the like it's the holdover of like Reagan era materialism filtered through the like new Democrat Clinton thing which is really just like republicanism yeah. you know where it's just and you see it in sex in the city too where it's just like she like oh like she can't date steve he's just a bartender and like everyone else they go out with is like a banker From you know Brooklyn. it's like yeah yeah exactly it's just, it's like all over the popular culture of that decade mm. apparently mr big is supposed to be based on donald trump did you know that <laughs> i did not know that I did not. Yeah. <laughs> I like him, though. I like Mr. Big. We get further into, like, Cusack's character. His wife, Kate Blanchett, she's looking hot to trot. Yeah. Coley? She looks good. Look, I said it right before we went on. Blanchett looks good in this. She looks like a little snack. She's yeah, snack. She looks like the Long Island medium, but, like, hot. Yes. yes. Yeah. But it's she- like, I don't know. I... I I love Kate Blanchett as an actress, but like I have never thought of her as like a piece. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but like I don't know. She she really she look, I feel uncomfortable with the way you guys are looking at me. No, no, I'm into <laughs> it. Kate I looks totally, good. I totally get it. Those feathered bangs popping out of her she face. She looks good. Oh, that's so hot. No, Colby, you and I have the same taste in women, which is just like working girl, big hair, like outer borough queens. You know, this is like, I'm into the same thing. I think she looks like a total snack in this movie. I also think this was before, I think everything pre maybe... Definitely that Bob Dylan movie that she was in, but even mainly oh, maybe yeah. like I'm everything pre Lord of the Rings. Cause once she was Galadriel, she just like wasn't a sex object anymore, sure. but it's like this. And she's like the ditzy blonde in um, talented Mr. Ripley. And um, <laughs> she's so good. I, I'm not trying to diminish. I, I like, no, she's, she's amazing. Actress. She's one of the best. I and mean, she's great in this movie. Um, we get to see another scene of like a field trip coming through the air traffic control thing, which is like insane. Like, <laughs> why would you bring tiny kids like right behind monsters tiny mm. monsters right behind people who have thousands of lives in their hands it was such a weird thing that can't be anything realistic you can't bring a group of children into a high stakes stress environment where people are working like around the room just like someone doing surgery and a bunch of kids yes. are right behind them <laughs> Um, but I, I do think this probably this scene only exists so that one precocious kid can be like, do you know that air traffic controllers have the highest rate of depression, alcoholism right. and suicide? I, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a way to like change up the, the dynamic and like introduce this thing that gets brought back a couple times later and kind of sets up Cusack's fall from grace a little bit, which is is this like it's like the yips, you know, like in, in sports. It's like you've got yeah. these guys who go through these periods where they just like they can't handle the stress of the job, which I feel like any among us would 
would would fold on day one. Yeah. <laughs> a minute in, honestly. I wouldn't make it to the door, as that guy does later on. Um, there is an almost crash that happens in this scene. And there's another thing that this movie portrays. They, they, they treat this job so like... If someone's getting in trouble and he's like, oh no, I have too many planes, then this movie would have you believe that everyone else in the room comes and stands right behind them and just screams and heckles at they them. They get up from their desks, from their scopes, sorry, from their scopes. I know it'll make it better shouting in unison and not even shouting like encouragement or direction like actively heckling this yes. person who is stressed out and might as crash if, a plane as if they want everyone to die it's like as if Quint sees the shark and then Richard Dreyfus and Roy Sharder just come up behind him and go blah blah it's like, oh, Quinn's got a shark. Oh, Quinn's got a shark. He's got a fucking kid. I did with the kid. a shark. And so then they then they they meet Billy Bob. You know, he's stoic. He's Billy Bob. He's like classic '90s Billy Bob, where he's like past his sling blade stage, but not into his like old man stage. And he's this is like this is the peak where he like was cool, or maybe this was he ever cool? I don't know. I, I personally, I mean, I, I see you about to say something, Mary. I don't want to. Oh, no, no, no. I was just, I think he pulled one over on it. I think he just was like, I'm cool today. And yeah. I'm, and the confidence just like put him, pulled him through it. I, I think this, this movie came out in 1999. That is Billy Bob at his most powerful, you know? Mm, yeah. He is like. This is his apex mountain. This is his apex mountain. Yeah. He is like. Steal a term from the rewatchables. Yeah. He, he's with Angelina. You know, he's like, he's had a couple of big movies. You know, he hasn't, he hasn't jumped the shark yet. I personally have never liked him in anything. Uh, as an actor, as, as a an actor, I don't enjoy watching him. Right. I think he has his thing that he does. Like he clearly, I mean, it cannot be denied that he found his lane, and like there is, oh, yeah. a lot of work for what he brings to stuff. I personally find him tough to watch in everything. That's not to say there weren't some moments in this movie that I thought he was good. Uh, the scene where he. Uh, basically tells John Cusack that he's going to fuck his wife. That uh, was a good scene. Is very, very good, and I thought well acted and funny. Like, I laughed. I laughed during it. Uh, but I personally find Billy Bob Thornton kind of disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I get it. I get it. I get it. I love Billy Bob. I think his okay. whole thing comes down to like personal style too. Like he really yeah. changed it once he got with Angelina. And like when he was with Laura Dern, there like I was looking at pictures of him and there were so many of him on the red carpet like with her and it was her movie and he's wearing like a two times two big pinstripe suit that just is like enveloping him. Also, he looks purely bald. Yeah. So something else happened there. He just did a life change. Well, that happens to a lot of actors. As they grow older, including, you know, John Cusack, Nick Cage, they they get bald and then all of a sudden, you know, the same thing happened to Joe Biden. Well, <laughs> he was really bald and then all of a sudden he had hair again. So you know? bald. <laughs> um, it's your classic Elon Musk, Joe Biden move. Uh, 
I, I, I agree with you that there's definitely, there's a pre Angelina and post Angelina Billy Bob. Cause yeah. like obviously the sling blade tombstone Billy Bob is, is different and not just cause mm. of like, oh, his, yeah. you know, he, he lost a lot of weight, but there's definitely a, he like, he just, he got rock and roll all of a sudden. So he shows up in this movie and it's, this is the beginning of, you know, this is the, the plot of the movie is now Billy Bob versus John Cusack and and it's just dick measuring contest mm-hmm. after dick measuring contest. Um, there's a line that I know Mary you liked. They you know they all go out for drinks after Billy Bob's first day and uh, uh, John Cusack is like, all right, Nick Falzon, what is it? What did he say? Shake it like you mean it. Shake it like you mean it. <laughs> Nick Falzon, nice to meet you. Shake it like you mean it. <laughs> if someone said that to me, I would just start nervously moving my body around. Like I've never, no one has ever. <laughs> that in the history of people <laughs> it's such a weird thing to say the next scene is dr freeze as they have uh affectionately yeah. nicknamed uh the zodiac killer ah, yeah <laughs> uh, joe carroll lynch plays uh yeah. a you know basically a air traffic controller who got the yips and is like trying to come back to work but uh, he has anxiety attacks every time he like tries to come back basically they, they spot him in the parking lot they all take bets and then they heckle him all the way to the door and just like mercilessly terrorize this this guy into freaking oh, out man, and going yeah. home. This guy, Terrifying. this actor, by the way, let's give him a shout out really quick. I saw him in this and I was like, man, what a long career this guy's had. He He's was just man. in, what was the Aaron Sorkin, that horrible oh, Aaron that Sorkin thing terrible, from last year? Yeah. With the guy from, uh, with Chicago Kendall 7, from, the yeah, Trial 7, of Chicago 7. He's like in that as like, you know, he just has, he has these little parts in all these movies. He was in The Fargo? Invitation, that Karen Kusama a mm-hmm. horror movie that was great. He's just yes. like, he's got great taste as an actor. I mean, I know that like with actors, you just kind of like take the work that you can get, but like he's in some really great movies. He's like always bringing it. He's really reliable. Fucking Joe Carroll Lynch, everybody. Joe Carroll Lynch yeah. fucking kicks ass. Bravo. He can be funny. He can be really sweet. He can be really creepy. He's got wide range. Like in Fargo, he's Francis McDormand's husband. Yeah. So mm-hmm. sweet and so lovable. Sweet. You want to give him a hug. And then he's a fucking Zodiac killer. Yeah. He's Zodiac. And he's terrifying. Yeah. 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 Shout out to him. He's Dr. Freeze in this movie. He only gets this one scene, but uh, we love him. Um, Billy Bob Thornton, we get his. We get a first scene of him like actually on the job. He comes in. He's got his own little folding chair. It's it's like a shitty folding chair. He's got a feather stuck in his oh headset. God. He does some like crazy shit, you know, very rock and roll, like shoots planes through little holes that there shouldn't have been through. He yeah. establishes himself as like he's the top dog in this yeah. this tower. I don't know. I I, I, <laughs> I, I feel like this, I was like, I, I was making fun of this thing as like a dark, this dark core of just like you've got this guy like out there who's just like a little bit better than Cusack and everything. I kind of feel like that's, a, that's enough for a movie. I, I, I'm not saying... Saying this movie did it in a particularly amazing way, but I like that they committed to this. Like, yeah, it's it is kind of a crisis of masculinity. It's just like there's this, there, and I feel like you meet people in your life where you're just like, I can't get one over on this. Oh, absolutely, person. and the obsession that takes place. Yes, and I also was like, there's such a huge element of. You know, like um, basic like masculinity, bark, bark. But then there also was a bit of like flirting and like, mm-hmm. I love you. And oh, yes. I was like, this is so much to play with. Yeah. Alone. It's too, ultimately, it's like too wholesome to get into any of that stuff, really. Yeah. But it touches on a, it touches on it in a way that is like, 
it it keeps it kept me watching. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that even if you didn't rewrite anything or add any darkness to it or do anything like that, you could have just improved the movie by cutting a half hour out. Yeah. I mean, know? yeah. yeah it's if it was ninety way minutes, too long. I think we yeah. would have been like just individual scenes. Even keep every scene. Just cut the scenes shorter because mm-hmm. scenes would just go on and on and yeah. on. Yeah. Needed a better editor. But uh, also shortly after Billy Bob has his first day on the job, we edge Cusack sees this video of Billy Bob that Billy Bob has this reputation he's just like he's punk rock man he doesn't give a shit he went out on the tarmac and let a 747 fly over his head just so he could feel the wind turbulence yes. or whatever and Cusack sees the video of this and uh, you know it's it's Billy Bob out on the runway uh, 747 flies over his head and he just gets sort of tossed around like a fucking <laughs> oh, pieces, which is which is it's as a visual gag, it it did get me. And I also think this was kind of a 90s thing as well of like people had video cameras and they would videotape themselves doing like stupid like teenagers would do this like, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm going to yeah. like I'm going to like do parkour off this building and then break their legs or they would like, you know, do like like jackass is maybe a little too. It's not quite right for the period, but they you know, it's like. People would do skateboard tricks and then fail. Like this thing yeah. was of the period in a way that I was like, oh, this is kind of a funny detail. Yeah. Yeah. I liked that. And I also do did like just the specific of him doing this because I'm pretty sure if you did this in real life, you would be dead. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Like there's no question. Yeah, but it was it was set up very much like America's funniest home videos. Yes. Like it, yeah. it did not make sense. Yeah. Um and Cusack, obviously, he watches this video and he's even more like intensely determined to prove that he's better than this guy because he, of course, you know, he feels insecure and he, you know, wants he hates that this guy did this and he hasn't done it. Um, and then the next big scene is a barbecue with all of the air traffic controllers and their wives. And here's where we meet her. Fucking 1999, Angelina Jolie. This is she's yeah. like same year as as um, she won the Oscar for Gia, uh, right? No, no. Um, with Winona, she won the Oscar for Girl oh, Interrupted. Oh, it is the same year. Yeah. Yeah. She had just fin- she had just filmed Gia or like finished, and so she's um wearing a wig in it. Cause... I did not have to say yeah, that for I the trivia. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so she is wearing this crazy wig because it's not a crazy wig. If you didn't know, it was a wig. Yeah, no, no I, a, I, I yeah. didn't know. I'm learning. But this she for the first is. Time. Uh, yeah, she just filmed Gia's death scene. That's a little bit of trivia. Um, yeah, but she walks into this uh, this barbecue, and all the air traffic controllers are like, "Hubba, hubba, hubba," <laughs> and one of them says, "She, she'll make you pay for it." <laughs> And does that mean like before or does it mean like after the relationship or like pay in what way? Just, I don't know. I was pretty confused by that. Insecurity or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's, it's a classic, it's a classic. They're talking about him and he's right behind you kind of thing, you know? Yeah. yeah Just like, sure. that's Russell's wife. How did Russell, that's Billy Bob's character. How did Russell yeah. get this chick? And Which then Russell's is, like talking about someone, fellas. Yeah. But it's like what people were saying about, them as a real life couple at the time it was just yeah, like totally. why is she with Billy Bob Stewart like uh, I think that I thought that was a it was kind of it's kind of cute you know it's mm-hmm. like the kind of thing that like gets a laugh on on opening night and then maybe yeah. not quite as much but uh, yeah I don't know it worked for me 
Yeah, no, it's good. And the and then you know all of the men are drooling over Angelina, and all the women are trying are like slightly threatened, but also trying to take her under her wing. Cape Blanche, it's like, oh my god, let me get you a drink. Come over here and meet the girls. And uh, I don't know, you want some potato salad, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then this, I think, is the actual most unrealistic thing in the movie. The the the, the dads of this barbecue go out to the front driveway and start doing a contest as to who can make the most free throws yes. in a row, who can make the most jump shots. It's not even a free throw. It's probably like an eight-footer. <laughs> and everyone at the party is now watching this. Yeah. This is the entertainment <laughs> of the party. All these kids, some of them are like teenagers, and they're like, oh, I want to see if dad can yes. beat his other fucking <laughs> moron friend in this free throw competition. Get him, dad. Instead of like smoking pot on the side of the house. The entire party is watching this. This is the lamest fucking barbecue I've ever seen. It really is. The barbecue is just like like too much meat, honestly. Yes. And then there's enough people to play a game and instead they just watch one person do this. Yeah. They could be running full five on five. They could have a good time. Everyone good. Also, P- Cusack is wearing pajama pants in this. <laughs> yes. Oh, and a crushed velvet shirt. To a barbecue. Yeah, insane. It was like, yeah, it's they're not pajama pants. They're like weird velvet pants. And it's like um, it's like a suit that the mask would wear. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, that's <laughs> or like, so you know, accurate. When the mask, his suit turns into Stanley Ipkiss pajamas again. <laughs> it's like if those pajamas were a suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but of course, you know, Russell wants to play Cusack in this dumb basketball game. Uh, just another one of many, you know, dick measuring contests. And then, uh, yeah, Angelina is just pounding drinks like she's Charles Bukowski. And it's just like, okay. I... <laughs> so she's got she's got troubles. She doesn't fit in with the wives, clearly. I mean, who could? That tight-knit bunch. So Cusack makes 17 free throws in a row. Oh, boy. And then Russell makes 18 free throws in a row, which, you know, Russell's... Mm-hmm. Feathers, and is that why he's called that? I don't know. <laughs> Do you mean ruffles feathers? It, it, yeah, I know I had said it wrong. Um, <laughs> um, it's because of the feather. But this is a this is one of those moments. This is one of those screenplay moments I was talking about where I was like, oh, this is actually this is pretty good. Cusack gets upset that his record was broken, and Billy Bob starts to walk away. And Cusack says, 100 bucks says you can't make it from there, from like even farther back. Yeah. Billy Bob takes the shot, misses the shot. There is there is a chink in the armor. He's not invincible. Mm, he's not perfect. There is this little bit of like, you know, there's a little bit of a weakness there, which I think you need in order for the eventual affair to be plausible. Right. I think, I think, them, I think like thematically it sets up like, that there's a way in, there's a way to get to him. You know, we don't know what it is yet, but it's something. Yeah. Well, it it also just shows that Billy Bob is as invested in this dick measuring contest as Cusack. Yes. Because mm-hmm. yes. he couldn't resist taking it. But then, and then even the paying of the debt becomes another power struggle where Cusack yeah. is trying to be like, hey, don't worry about it. We'll call it even. And then Billy Bob's like, you either make it or you don't. I yeah. got I to gotta pay it. And it's like even that, even that transaction has like competitive streak. Yeah. Yeah. We're driving home from the barbecue, Cape Blanchett thinks Billy Bob Thornton is interesting. And that was the second time 
Because then the other, the woman at the um, that they work with also said interesting. Uh, Billy Bob and Cusack, they're working at the same time. They're trying to take more planes off each other. Just It's just, again, dick measuring contest after one after the other. Um, they go out for donuts together, and it's... Uh, I wrote down, this is the binary of cool guy jackets because Billy Bob's in a cool leather. <laughs> That's so true. He's in a cool leather uh, jacket and Cusack is in like a long trench coat. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very 90s cool guy jackets. Cusack is trying to impress him or scare him or something, driving like a maniac. I mean, I, I found that to be very funny and like such an obvious display. And like he was obviously getting incredibly desperate and that's why he was driving the way that he was. Yeah. Just wanted to be noticed like a toddler. Yeah. But then when Billy Bob was asleep, I was like, are you oh, kidding yes. me? I was no, going to mention that. Not. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> I thought that was a really me? good like move on his game. It really, it was of... one step up to like, you can't even try <laughs> like, anymore. He's my like, eyes are closed. <laughs> 120 miles an hour down the freeway. Yeah, and yeah, they, yeah. They, they pan over, like he looks over and Billy Bob's asleep. That is really funny. Yeah. That's a just a good joke. It's yeah, a good moment. Yeah, it's really good. It'd be like your mom being like, uh, you have to vacuum. I've told you 12 times. And then yeah. you're just like, yeah. you're like, well, I can do nothing now. There is there's a lot of good stuff in this movie, which is, I think that's the real shame of it. Is mm-hmm. there's a, there's, because yeah. all of the performances, I think, are genuinely good. I think so, too. I think this is like one of the few times that I've watched a movie for Pod Cusack and been like, Cusack's right for this. Yeah, he's yeah. great. And he's good even when he's like being an asshole. Yeah. Or sometimes he's like too sweet, you know? I, yeah, it's and just like, like I buy him as a guy who just like has a perfectly good life that he just like kind of takes for granted a little bit and like is a little full of himself, but not to a way that you can't be around him. You know, like he's charming enough that you can tolerate that shit. Like, mm. I don't know. I just like, I, I feel like this is more, this is, this is kind of the more stuff I would want to see from him. It's just kind of like, Guy with problems, but mm-hmm. like not too many. Yeah, I would say like this is entirely <laughs> problem. No. in his wheelhouse because it reminded me so often of his character in High Fidelity. And just yes. like he had almost the same mannerisms, the same charm, but like obviously he's making himself fall apart. Like mm-hmm. he's his own problem. Yeah. Which is very charming yeah. on him. I think yeah. this is the peak of Cusack is this like early 30s maybe really late 20s sort of man child refuses to grow up Mm. and it's like the charm of your 20s isn't really that charming anymore as you hit 32 and then you become like self-destructive i think that's where cusack really shines the next scene is the one where he starts his self-destructive spiral he runs into angelina jolie in the grocery store she is crying and they have a little bit of an interaction. I wrote down he's very good at being an asshole because he's a he is like sort of an asshole, but he's it's like clear he's sort of coming on to her, but not. But just you know, he's like charming, but not. He's like yeah. I yeah. completely empathized with him during this scene. Just like to come upon someone that you met briefly and made two drinks for, mm-hmm. and then they're crying in this in the center of the main sobbing. aisle. Yeah, sobbing. Like, I, too, would be, like, just a little trepidatious, but, like, definitely, like, pandering a little bit because they seem insane. Yeah. Which I think he did very well. I was, like, thinking he was very charming, but also, like, clearly worried about her sanity. And knowing that she is, like, new in town and, like, Mm -hmm. 
he's probably heard from his wife how weird she was to like with the other wives you know like there's there's reason for him to approach her other than just being lecherous yeah i didn't think it was shmarmy at all uh no but he does take her out for italian his wife kate blanchett is trying to better herself at an art class and i just wrote down who is watching their son and this (laughs) and this was before i learned that they actually had two Two kids kids. who are just nowhere to be seen this entire what about the boy (laughs) he takes her out to the the italian restaurant that's really special for him and his wife which is already sort of like a yeah that's a weird move a meta Mm -hmm. fucking or not meta what's the word i'm looking for it's like uh cheating it's a it's a sin one of the it's one of the oh not meta, not meta. i'm thinking yeah. sin like an existential you sin know that word like from a, the bible like yeah. Say, yeah. <laughs> say to like a guy a guy who like killed his whole family that's so meta man oh wait what do i mean <laughs> it was actually david berkowitz uh defense it's really meta i was just be being meta It'd be funny if, like, the seventh commandment was like, "Thou shalt not be meta." Oh wait, I mean, don't sin. I was being postmodern. <laughs> They're at this place, uh, you know, and they start to actually get along. Angelina's a social worker; she's doing a southern accent. That's sort of interesting. I think the character is supposed to be southern. That probably explains that. She was crying because she lost a plant. Her plant died. Okay, she's kooky. <laughs> Everyone is singing at this restaurant. It's a good oh, yeah. scene. Interesting scene. Oh yeah, I mean, look, there's uh, this is I think is an authentic New York thing. I mean, friend of the pod, Katie Ruth Ashcraft, had many birthdays uh, years ago at the Italian restaurant in Little Italy with karaoke going on constantly. Yeah, so Divine. they're out there. They're out there. Yeah, I mean, I did want to go to this restaurant. It looked awesome. <laughs> Um. (laughs) I I mean, I was really focused during this scene on they were the singing was bad, but like that's fun in an Italian restaurant. Like anytime someone's singing live, especially an old man. Um, But the it was the plants and her amount of turquoise jewelry was just really throwing me. Where I was like, this, how is this even a character? This yeah. is 1999. She, she wasn't a real person. I, yeah, I, I hear that. I feel like an uh, uh, underwritten, uh, underwritten <laughs> yeah. character. Certainly Angelina. Yeah. Um, I liked this sequence, though, because I thought there was genuine, like, I will confess that for the middle part of this movie, I was assembling Ikea chairs and... <laughs> Uh, but I stopped and watched this sequence because I was like, wait, are they going to hook up or not? Because yeah. like with Cusack, we know from the diner scene at the beginning, like he's got this, he's got a little bit of a wandering eye, but he's not like, yeah. he's not like a philanderer. Like he's not like a serial cheater. Like he's, he's just kind of like a bit full of himself and, and likes the attention. very horny for his wife. Very horny for his wife and is worried about her being happy. Like he mm. asks her straight up if she's happy at the beginning and like they have a, they have a nice chemistry, like the two of them, and like they're into each other clearly. So you're kind of just like, I don't know if they're going to do it. Like there was a part of, of course they're going to do it, but of course, but there was this part of me that was like, maybe, maybe not. And I thought it unfolded really nicely because there are all these like there are all these steps where one person could have shut it down. Yeah. Like there's the drive away. It's like, oh, actually, please do follow me home to make sure I get home okay. Then there's the we're standing by our car so i'm gonna go inside then there's i'm gonna leave the door open which i thought was a really nice dramatic moment and like cusack gets this like am i gonna go in am i gonna not go in he goes in and then 
we see Angelina's nipples for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Angelina topless. It felt was just a gift. Felt unnecessary to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm just sure. like, oh. <laughs> uh-huh. There they are. It was the 90s, Nipple. Cole. Yeah. It was bef- See, Gen Zers, if you're listening, back in the olden times, you used to have sex in movies. It wasn't this just like sexless superhero whatever. That we're yeah, like Euphoria. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's TV called. That's true. That's, that's true. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm watching I'm a lot of films. I'm talking about who is film. The, oh, man. Who is the great Gen Z filmmaker? We have yet to meet them. Uh, are you concocting something? <laughs> you can cut that out. I'll leave it in. Um, they, <laughs> edited they, they, they do have this affair and then immediately after Cusack is getting jumpy and he's nervous and he's like oh my god don't tell Russell you know he's committed they've, they say it a couple of times he's committed the cardinal sin of sleeping with another air traffic controller's wife they're in such a high stress high stress job a bro code. you can't do the bro code yeah the air traffic controller air traffic controller code, code. Get over yourself. Thou shalt not sleep with another air traffic controller's wife. I oh, think man. that is also from right from the Bible. Bible, yeah. The next major scene, Cusack and Blanchett go back to the Italian place. Billy Bob Thornton is singing at the piano with Angelina just like hanging off his leg. So Angelina brought Billy Bob back to that place, the site of her transgressions. I have to say, if I ever... Um, cheated on someone and had, and also for the first time, I wouldn't immediately take them back, my partner back to the place where it started. Well, you know, we all deal with guilt in different ways. <laughs> yeah, it feels a lot easier when you're in the in the place of the crime. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, a lot of serial killers go back to the scene of the crime. Hey, uh, I don't see why a. serial cheaters will be any different. <laughs> Um, they, they end up, you know, of course, Kate Blanchett's like, oh, we should all sit together. So they all have to sit together. John Cusack's losing his mind the whole time. He's like, oh, what does Russell know? Does he know? Does, is my wife figuring it out? Blah, 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 blah. What's going on? He's losing his shit. And then at one point, my favorite line of the whole movie, at one point he asks Russell if he was an athlete or used to do anything. And his response is, I used to bowl when I was an alcoholic. Amazing. <laughs> really good response. Which I really, really liked. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Billy Bob gets requested to do another song, and all four of them get behind the piano and sing Muskrat Love, which <laughs> I really, I really liked. I did think they Say were wearing now. a lot of leather. Yeah. And I did think, where does Angelina think her body can go? Is it supposed to go into his body? Why is she behaving the way that she's behaving? Yeah, there is kind of a, a good little reaction from Cusack where they're at the table and Angelina's just kind of like up on Billy Bob yeah. in this way. And he just kind of gives her this this look like, are you serious? Like, <laughs> are you all right? <laughs> uh, so I, I really like little little faces like that from actors. I feel like in, in yeah. a lot of ways, that's where they kind of get to bring themselves in a way that like they don't in other times. And um that that one that one did I love this movie? I mean, <laughs> I think you might. <laughs> you really did like it. 
I didn't feel that way watching it. But now talking about it, I'm just like, this worked, this worked, this worked. <laughs> Thinking of it fondly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what else is, I mean, John Cusack has to make that face because it's like, it was reminiscent of like uh, Sigourney Weaver getting zooled. In like, yes. Go, like, I didn't know oh, how that made sense yeah. at all. But like, yeah. I did love that he was straight manning it for everyone and just being like, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. Angelina was definitely the key master in yeah. this scene <laughs> yeah. for sure. <laughs> The next big scene is Angelina talks to John Cusack and basically says, I told Russell that we slept together. Yeah. And Angelina is relieved of all the guilt. Her marriage is better for it. You know, she's really happy that she did it. Uh, and Cusack is obviously freaking out. He's like, what the fuck? I've, you know, he's going to kill me. I've broken the cardinal rule. And then he goes to Billy Bob to talk it out. And this is where Billy Bob has a really, you know, maybe metatextual uh, comment about how he's a 40-year-old married to a 19-year-old. Of course, there's going to be some philandering going on. Um, and this is when, you know, he has that monologue. Yeah. About, like, basically, I'm going to fuck your wife. Yeah, it's really funny. It's really funny to me. Where he's just like, he really does sell it as being like, I understand. He's just like, he like has this this moment that's surprising where he's just like, I get it. Like, I get it. And then it turns to, he has some line where he's like, well, you have to get it too, don't you? And like, Cusack's like, what do you mean? And he goes, well, you're married to a very beautiful woman too. It's wonderful. God, is she beautiful. Like, it's yeah. a really, really good turn. It's really good. It's really it's good. It's well acted. It's yeah. well acted. It's well written. Uh, this is, I think, the best scene in the movie yeah. is that scene. I agree because it also brought forth like a sort of dynamic that you don't usually see written where it's like, no, he's not bothered. And no, he's not basically, he's not even saying like he'll get even. It's just like he'll just even it out. Yeah. Like, yeah. it wasn't aggressive at all. I thought it was, yeah, a really well-written scene. Yeah, and Billy Bob is like very calm the whole time. Mm. He never raises his voice or even That's like bats do an it. eye. Yeah. We get a bunch more scenes of like Cusack just sort of unraveling. He feels like he compelled to tell Kate Blanchett and there's sort of a miscommunication he almost does, but because he thinks Kate Blanchett knows, but then Kate Blanchett, it turns out Kate Blanchett is is um talking about how her father had just died. So then they need to go to Kate Blanchett's father's funeral, and that's when he decides to tell her that he cheated on her, which Perfect I think is probably time. the wrong mm. time. Probably, yeah. I would say could have picked a better time. Yeah. I don't think any therapist would be like, you know when is the best time to reveal <laughs> yeah. this information? Yes. Wait for on the way home from the funeral. <laughs> and um and then on their flight back to New Jersey or New York, Blanchett admits to Cusack that she also slept with Russell and she's like, You don't need to be sorry. I did it too. Yeah. I slept with Russell. Now, question. There's a reading of this where Kate Blanchett is only saying it to get back at Cusack. I yeah. totally hear you. Yeah. And that's what I sort of got from her performance because she didn't feel yeah. as like guilt ridden yes. or vindictive as that character would. So do you think that they actually slept together? I don't know. I, I was thinking this too because like the details, like what she says, she's like, we went all over the house and it's almost like. Yeah, that's true. I don't, I mean, look, I'll say it. I don't believe Billy Bob fucks that way. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I don't believe women. <laughs> I don't believe women, and I don't believe Billy Bob. <laughs> what do you think he fucks like? I think it's very stoic. I think he does not make a lot of noise. 
And I think if someone else makes noise, he tells them to be quiet. (laughs) I also, I agree. And I also think he maintains direct eye contact from like two inches away. (laughs) No matter where he is around your body. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's like turn over, but somehow is like still. He's still watching you. (laughs) Yes. My sex style, omnipresent. Yeah, I just don't think you can hear any noises over the Johnny Cash that he's playing. <laughs> yes. Mind if I set the mood? <laughs> but it's not like fun Johnny it's Cash. It's like full like prison blues. old man yeah, Johnny Cash. Yeah, it's hurt. poppy good time it's, Johnny it's, Cash. It's post-cancer Johnny Cash. <laughs> it's where he like is a broken man and you hear it in his voice. It's just his cover of Hurt the Look entire at me. time. <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. Look at my eyes. <laughs> Look at me. I wear this crown thorns. <laughs> and he's covered in feathers. I want you. <laughs> That's so good, baby. <laughs> Stop talking. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we all think they didn't have sex? I thought they didn't for the same reasons. Because, like, she was so upset in the limo. And she also questioned him in such a smart way in the limo, too, where it was like, um, if someone's questioning you that much, then they have some baggage. Yeah. So, like, she was reading it in a very different way. Like, she did not seem like she had, like, a guilty conscience. Yeah, but I also think that this is, I mean, to bring it back to Kate Blanchett, like, this is what you get when you get an actor of that caliber in this, like, kind of, like, thankless, cliched role of just, like, the put-upon wife, like... She brings a lot of nuance to those couple yeah. scenes. Like she does a lot of work yeah. in a way that like she does not have to do. I would argue she's true. better in this movie than she is in The Aviator. <laughs> Howard. <laughs> I think Kate Blanchett's performance is ranked. Carol, of course. Okay. Pushing Tin, two. Number three, Thor Ragnarok. Number four, Elizabeth II, The Golden Age. Oh, and number man. five, I'm Not There. Number that. six, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh, she's fantastic in that movie. She is great. She really is good. Fucking. I was only half kidding with some of those ratings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you have to be. You didn't like three even of the mention four. Lord of the Rings. Oh, uh, Galadriel. <sighs> Come on. That's hot stuff. Titanic. Yeah. She is beautiful, though. I mean, she she's not gorgeous. like yeah. She's a she's a a, a classical beauty. She's I feel. the kind of woman you want to paint. Yes. When you said Titanic totally right, just now, I know you're joking, but I was filled with like instant rage for like one second. Cusack finds out that Blanchett cheated on him. He just loses his shit and basically tries to do a 9-11 on this plane. Like he's, <laughs> yeah. he's throwing he tries his body to talk to the at captain. the captain's yes. chair. Because so Cusack is convinced that Russell, Billy Bob, is, is the air traffic, air traffic controller on the scopes for his plane. And he thinks that he is personally like being vindictive to this plane, flying him into a storm to crash this plane to get back at him after he's fucked his wife. And so Cusack is like actively trying to break into the captain's, the cockpit. Right. And the, the, the flight attendants are like physically restraining. Him. Yes. Like if this ha- came out in a post nine 11 world, he would be shot. They Rightfully would be right. So, <laughs> <laughs> If it came out now, he'd be duct taped all over yes. to his chair. Here's the thing about me. I believe that again. ACAB <laughs> includes flight attendants. <laughs> I was like, obviously this man is unraveling and like he has been the whole time. So this is like, you know, the pinnacle of unraveling. It makes sense. Yeah. All the information he just got and he's flying and he's terrified for some reason. Yeah. I mean, I feel like as soon as he admits the affair, 
the movie kind of takes a yeah. nosedive. Yeah, I agree. I feel like it rushes to its conclusion. You know, it's like the end of Wedding Crashers. It's just like, it's like you've got to have these scenes where just like Owen Wilson is really sad and he's laying around, you know, like yeah. you've got to go through this thing of like John Cusack's really sad. And he's laying around and he's like, then he has to look up Russell and who like has left and gone to Colorado. Well, also, they throw in this insane bomb subplot. Oh my god, that's and that's right. that's a, yeah. like twenty five minutes of the movie for no reason. I think yeah. I, yeah, you know what it is. After John Cusack admits that he slept with Angelina, the entire movie gets so insecure about itself, doesn't know what it is anymore, and then right. we get five short films. Yes. So you I, are you totally with Moonstruck? Infuriated by. Are you saying that the movie is insecure and doesn't know who it is, much like its lead character? My <laughs> God. Yeah, they did that on purpose. They did that wait, on wait. purpose. It's form matching it's content, dude. Me- it's meta, dude. I was just going to say, was that a sin? Oh, wait. It's meta. <laughs> it could be reversed, baby. The Bible ain't always right. All right. And then we sort of get like the last few scenes in quick succession is just like Blanchett leaves John. John Cusack, Billy Bob Thornton has left the tri-state area to find happiness with his his wife um, out, out and do some fishing in Colorado. Basically, John Cusack goes to find Billy Bob to be like, you have to help me become a man again. They have some heart-to-hearts. They're like friends now. And then it all ends with Billy Bob taking him out to get blasted by the 747 on the tarmac. And we see them. It's just like, I was so upset that there wasn't a gif of this moment that I oh, could man. send you, Cole. Because yes. it's them flying through the air. It, it's some of the worst green screen work I've yeah. ever seen. It's terrible. And then they just have like half-assed makeup on afterwards. Just like, yeah. oh, Cusack's got like a He's bloody cheek. He's got a couple cheek. of cuts. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, Cusack has a great awakening, goes back to work. They're all betting on him like they bet on Dr. Freeze. He's like really nervous to go back to work. He he eventually does. He's back, baby. And then he calls his wife. Uh, He's like, I won't let you land your plane unless you put my wife on the phone in the captain's quarters. And because she's flying back from somewhere. And, uh, you know, they make up and boom. That's and that's the the movie. movie. Yeah. Um, Yeah. The last 30 minutes really suck. Yeah, they yeah. really like I I really do think the screenplay is solid. I think there are like like the diner scene se- sets up the wandering eye, the like the basketball scene sets up, you know, the the weakness like okay, like there's mm-hmm. there's the way to get a billy bob. Like there is like setup and payoff happening, you know, throughout the first 90 minutes of the movie. And I I feel like it has to be the director. I feel like the director is why you don't get... I mean, the screenplay, of course, like in the last act, kind of loses its balls, you know? Yeah. Uh, But I also feel like, I don't know, I feel like maybe a better director could have teased out some of the things. Because, like, all the nuance we're talking about with Kate Blanche's performance, like, she did all that on her. She's not like... The director's not like, Kate, like, play this like we're not sure whether you slept with him or not. Like, she's bringing that on her own, you know? Um and I feel like there is a way to make this story, which is just kind of, again, nothing. Just just like, <laughs> <laughs> like into something better. But like w- when it's not going to stick the landing, like then it, it's like all the stuff that works earlier on is kind of all for naught. Can I read you guys the opening line of Roger Ebert's review of this oh, movie? Oh, I'd love do. to hear. 
Like an overloaded airplane struggling to lift off, the characters in Pushing Tin leap free of the runway only to be pulled back down by the plot. Yeah. 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 That, that yeah, that tracks. That tracks. You have a lot of the same opinions as Roger Ebert does, Cole. Yeah. You know, if only like Pauline really Kale the, had been alive to <laughs> give a woman's perspective. He's really into the first hour of this movie, and then he's you know he sort of falls apart with schmaltziness at the end. Um, I do want to read you just his take on the actors. Cusack does what he does best: incisive intelligence combined with sincere but sensible emotion. Blanchett eccentric in Oscar and Lucinda and regal in Elizabeth is cheery and normal here chatting about taking art classes and then this Jolie's sexuality is like a bronco that keeps throwing her she's too young and vulnerable to control it <gasps> oh god what the fuck does he know? Oh, God. He looks like a toad. Or at least he did. <laughs> That's a fucking weird thing to say, man. Rain Too yourself young and in. vulnerable to control her sexuality. Her sexuality <laughs> is a bronco that keeps throwing her. She must her. take yes. a class on how Anytime, to do her sexuality. Yeah, I've seen Angelina on screen. I have thought to myself, she is not in control of her yeah. sexuality. That not Bronco until Maleficent did she really gain the maturity <laughs> yes. to rein in that Bronco. <laughs> what so does that horrific. mean? These it's critics, I'm telling you. Strange, the strangest. That's so weird. That's a that is so weird. Very, very odd thing um, to say. Ugh. All right, yeah, Mary. What are your What are your so broad gross. thoughts on the movie? Do you, but you have anything to you want to add before we get into segments? Um, I I will say I um I watched this when I was I think in high school or something around there, and um I was charmed by it when I watched it at that point. I was uh I think you know so the, all the actors and Angelina is such a force in it and. Like a bronco. <laughs> like a horse. <laughs> and I loved horses. Um, but re-watching it, I noticed that it was far too long, that scenes needed to be cut down. I was frustrated by it because there was a lot of potential. Uh, but I will say going over it now with Colby loving it so much... <laughs> has really really opened me up a little bit more i can see the 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 joy in some of the parts but i also stand by like yeah the last what like 45 minutes was just painful i mean yeah i mean i would even say like the moments that i'm talking about that work for me i almost appreciate them intellectually they they don't hit me on like a gut level of just like the pleasure of watching a movie you know it's just like yeah. i notice these things because i'm like interested in writing screenplays it's not because you i'm like, like the math exactly yeah it's like there are satisfying math moments to the structure of the movie but they don't hit on an emotional level really right yeah. i would say the only things that that genuinely got me to respond from like a visceral place were billy bob falling asleep in the car yep. and the line where he's like that son of a bitch came out after me like like after the bomb threat which yeah. is also just like a crazy left turn like the guy's like oh there's a bomb threat and you're just like what so let's get into the categories first segment q snack uh guys john cusack in this movie what do you think snack 
Yeah, 100% snack. His outfits lead me to think his confidence is so high that that in itself is a turn on. Um, and he looks great. Like, he's prime time. What is yeah. he, like, in his late 30s, mid 30s? Oh, <laughs> like early 30s. Oh, okay. <laughs> what is he, 19, 15? <laughs> Either way, I'm liking it. <laughs> yeah, he has a really like easygoing demeanor in this that I think works really well. I'm going to say he's got a he's a snack. Yeah. I'm going to agree also. I think this is like almost his peak of snack. Yeah. Basically like between gross point blank and high fidelity is like peak snack Q-sack. Yeah. Right. He's keep Q-snack. I also think if you put it, if you have a trench coat going with him, then that's like that's snack time. He's made yeah. for trench coats. I mean, this was peak trench coat era. You know, we got the Matrix, we got Columbine. This is like <laughs> <laughs> all very sexual. <laughs> this was this was Apex Mountain for the trench coat. I think. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> do I think you um, seconds a snack? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's true. All right, next segment. Uh, is this one of the ten movies he likes? Uh, Obviously, listeners of this podcast know Cusack has been quoted. There's only ten movies I've done that are good. The rest I just seem to forget about. Oh, uh, we have filled up now three slots. Being John Malkovich, Stand By Me, Maps to the Stars. we got seven slots left. Mm. Do we think that this is one of those movies? I don't know. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, don't. That's all I was doing. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think it. I would, I would buy this as like the number 10 slot on the list and him saying like this one was fun to make. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of like... <laughs> like it's a horrible phrase. Artistic achievement. I mean, no. Can I can I jump to another category and uh, and then this might help you guys choose. Yeah. The segment is Q's tweets. This was like a quote tweet by uh, by the Q's and uh, at Jaja sixty eight tweeted John Cusack pushing tin is on right now. To which Cusack responded, "That's not my fault." Oh my god, uh, he hates it. That's so funny. That's so funny. I would say he had fun filming it, and maybe he's disappointed with it overall. I bet you Billy Bob's just a great hang. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think he's a great hang. Does Cusack think that he has, like, King Lear in him? Like, no, he's I dragging think... his own work. Like, I'm wondering what mm. he feels like he has yet he's to do. Of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think he. I think Cusack is pretty intelligent. And I think he um, knows his limitations. I think I've made this comparison before on this podcast. I think he's like a Salieri where he's just uh, good enough and smart enough to know the heights that he'll never reach. What a oh, painful yeah. existence. I think, yeah, it's, the, it's the tragedy of it's a beautiful mediocrity. Movie. God, um, I love that But like movie. paired with the intelligence, you know? Yeah. Just mm. knowing... Fuck. Almost you know. better to be dumb. The next uh, segment is coffee, tea, me. It's uh, named in honor of the person who spoke those famous words in Working Girl. Of course, the indelible Joan Cusack. If we had to replace an actress in this movie with Joan Cusack, who would it be? Doesn't have to be actress, right? We can do anybody. Any character, any character. Shoot for the stars. 
Um, I think the director should be replaced with Joe <laughs> <laughs> or the editor. That's tighten yeah. it up there. Yeah, I think she That's would know what to do. My mm-hmm. my first thought was the uh, female air traffic controller that everyone harasses all the time. I feel like Joan wouldn't take that. She would lick them into shape. Yeah. I think that's a good that one. Um, but here's my thing. I think that actress is actually pretty good. Yeah. I think the one who's the boss, the guy who's walking around, the oh, boss of the facility, great. I think he's just really bad. And I've seen him in other things. Like he's in The Wire and he's like pretty good in The Wire. I think he's terrible in this movie. I think that should be Joan Cusack. Mm. I like that. This is a segment we haven't done on the show in a while because it has not been relevant, but we're bringing it back for you guys. Who was he dating and how did it impact his performance? Ooh. John Cusack was dating Nev Campbell. Wow. wow. Wait, what year is Wild Things? Is that also 99? That's, 90, that's 98. 98? Oh, man. So that movie came that's out when he was, I guess, dating her. Because he was filming this yeah. in 98. Whew. That's that's great. Yeah, I would have felt on top of the world. Yeah, what a great time this was, the late night. <laughs> Do you think that's what gave him the I, confidence to yeah. be so cocky? To be this yeah. Fonz character? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I do. I, I, I do. agree. He also would have felt like, like, oh, you're saying I need to put on like a crushed velvet shirt for a barbecue? And then he'd be like, I'm with one of the hottest actresses going right now. So like, yeah, I guess I could. Yeah, I yeah, agree. I stand Nev. He could wear anything. Still hot. Mad Men, say uh, season seven. She's in that. Oh yeah, <laughs> I didn't watch it. Oh, You're gonna yeah. be real jerked off to a television show. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Look, I've said some things tonight. I'm not proud of. You can be proud of thinking that Kate Blanchett is a handsome woman. She's a handsome woman. Yeah. No one says handsome woman about Kate Blanchett. I think she's the definition of a handsome woman. The last segment is things I like, things I hate, things I think are weird. Colby, what's one thing you like about this movie? Uh, one thing I liked is Billy Bob falling asleep in the car. I thought that was really funny. That made me laugh. Uh, one thing I did not like, I don't know. The, the Everything is so perfect. Uh, I'm trying to find, think of one thing in the last. I guess I didn't like the cute, like, uh, can uh, please ask her if she would be having dinner with her husband tonight uh, at the very last sure. scene. Thing I thought was weird. Um, the, oh, the bro code of, of, as if this has come up before, I'm just like, you don't sleep with another controller's wife. Yeah. As if like other industries, it's okay and happens all the time. But at the controllers, at no. the bank, anything goes. <laughs> here, no, no, sir. If that was part of his speech to Cusack, just like this isn't a fucking bank. <laughs> They'll fuck around. Um, Mary, what's one thing you like about this movie? Uh, Kate Blanchett on the plane, drunk. I thought it was fabulous. Oh, yeah. And when John Cusack is doing such mayhem up front and her obliviousness to it and coming up and just being like, for God's sake, just give the man some water. Like, gorgeous. Oh, I that's thought that was the really funniest part funny. of the whole that's movie. That's really, yeah, she crushes. Yeah, she I really does. That. Yeah, that she was is great. so good. 
hate Blanchett. What's one thing you didn't like about this movie, Mary? A cavalierly saying 40-year-old married to a 19-year-old. Like, let's rest on that for a second. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. fucking weirdo. <laughs> you fucking weirdo. Anyway, what's the next part? <laughs> what's one thing you think is weird? Oh, yeah, I guess I did say that was weird. Um, Like, where was Angelina supposed to be from? Because I understand, like, turquoise jewelry would be, like, a New Mexico vibe. Mm. Her accent was, like, Alabama. Yeah. And plants? I just thought she was a non-character made into a big character. They should have written more for her. It didn't make any sense. That was weird to me. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say I liked all the performances for the most part, even Angelina with that weird character. I thought that the big four of Q's, Billy Bob, mm. Blanche, and Jolina are all real good. Uh, I liked all four. Uh, thing I hate, I really hated the pacing specifically. I'll even say that scene that you talked about, Colby, where they, where he's talking through the, uh, the I almost said the cops, the air cops yeah. through the pilots to hers. Like, will you have dinner with your husband yeah. or whatever? That scene was so long too. Yeah. We got it. And then that scene, that's, that scene was like seven minutes. Yeah. And it was just like, this movie is over. Let me turn it off. Yeah. And um, that's even like the horrible, like UCB, like mapping stuff. It's just like, well, they're air traffic controllers. Like, how do they think about, life mm. <laughs> you know it's like you don't just filter this stuff through their job like it's a movie yeah. yeah i hated that what i think is weird is that i think it's weird that they didn't have angelina jolie in this movie more she's really only yeah. in a few scenes yeah she's in maybe three or four scenes tops and she is definitely like a spark plug in the movie a lot um because she's, you know, she's just like a fun, young, good energy. Well, I feel That's like more than anything, they like lean yeah, on her a as a prop when like in actuality, she could have done so much more. I mean, her yeah. first scene is like she walks into the party, everyone gawks at her. Mm. And then her thing is she doesn't say a word yeah. for most of it. And people just like, she's just kind of like giving people looks and mm-hmm. like. It's like way to have a body, but like, guess yeah. what? This is also an actor. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> use this person. Like, like, the dinner and affair scene is really good. Yeah. Like, her and Cusack is really great. And she obviously, you know, we know what she became eventually, like, as a star. Um, yeah. And, a you horse. Know, just, yeah. She became a full Bronco. <laughs> She reigned that she she reigned she that sexuality, that sexuality right in, and she could she could she turned bend into it to an her adult will. Horse. Um, yeah, so that was I think it's weird that they didn't use it or her more, and that's you know that's another failing of the director to be like, holy shit, we got this is a star, let's put her in more scenes. Let's put her in more scenes. <laughs> gotta put her in more scenes, Johnny. Mike uh, Newell is the director. He's a British man. Ah, we got to put her in more scenes. <laughs> Uh, Colby, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me uh, at Colby J. Smith on Twitter and at Colb About Town on Instagram, which I really got to change. <laughs> Make it raunchy. Uh, and uh, people should listen to Honey Baby Sweetie Love's uh, parody of dating podcasts that I do with Amir Khan. Wherever podcasts are sold. Yeah. Um, MK, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me at mkdoherty.com or Instagram mkdohertyart, not fart, Colby. 
uh, for my art it's one work. for the pod Cusack heads out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For deep, deep heads of Cusack Nation, for the, the, the Cusack Nation deep state. A little callback from the first episode. I am Matthew Strickland, your host, your guide, your daddy. Uh, what? <laughs> Bronco. If you like me are a strict bomosexual, no. Um I'm that strict <laughs> You're Bronco. <laughs> trying to do the quomosexual. I am your Bronco. I am your light in this darkness. Um thank you so much for listening. Like, subscribe. You can find me at Strict Bomb on Twitter or at MatthewLStrickland.com. But really, just be here next week for another special episode of PodQSAC. John, as always, this is for you. We love you, we miss you. Stay safe. It's Park Cusack, baby. It's Park Cusack, baby.